It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists in industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black, welcome to Chicago. Dynasty Podcasts, live from Pilsen at Dynasty Podcast HQ, Dynasty Podcast Studios. And we are continuing our night of interviews. Uh, returning to the podcast, Vincent Martell. Vince Martell, a.k.a. Uh, how you doing? Good, good. How are you? I'm good, man. Thank you so much for, for making the time. Absolutely. This is like at least the third or fourth time we've had you on the podcast. So I always appreciate any time you're up here. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. This is one of my favorite podcasts. Oh, come on. That's so nice. Yeah, um, right on. What a nice way to start the, the yeah, year. Yeah. Um, positive energy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, you know... You had uh, one of your uh, collaborators, contributors reached out to me and was like, "Could we get Vince on the podcast? I was like, this is an easy sell. Oh, yeah, cool, absolutely. Cool, yeah. Cool, yeah. And that means a lot. And we're going to talk about this new project you have called Damaged Goods. And we're going to talk yeah. about all the great stuff that VAM has, but yeah. just how have things been going for you? Because it, it looks on my end, yeah. as you know, from the outside, it just looks like you've been busy and you've been keeping things going. Yeah, we've been hustling. We've, yeah. Yeah, I'm super proud of... <laughs> The entire VAM team who, honestly, last year was a really magical year for us. Mm -hmm. I think we worked with all of our dream uh, kind of potential clients. And the support that we got from the community was just something unprecedented for us. So I'm grateful for the crazy ride. It's all happened so quickly. Yeah. I think our growth has just been kind of, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it seems kind of unworldly in a sense. Well, and so, you know, having talked to you a few times on the podcast, it feels to me like you and your organization, your efforts have been unorthodox. Yeah. You have focused a lot on showcasing voices that maybe are not getting showcased as Absolutely, much. Yeah. You're not telling the same kind of stories that like, you know, like there's almost this joke on Netflix where it's like, oh, there's like 50 <laughs> of these kind of like holiday lifetime type yeah, movies, yeah, you know, yeah. but you're not doing that thing no, where it's like no. you watch a van production and you're like, I've seen 17 of these, yeah, you know, like yeah. it all feels unique. And I feel like those have all got to be ingredients that have contributed to the success. I totally agree. I think when we go into producing anything, it's producing it with the mentality that we're going to do something totally different, something that we haven't seen before. There are so many people in the industry, specifically the film industry, who are doing the same sort of template. Mm -hmm. um, and for us, it's how do we speak to our community? How do we speak to people who are, you know, defying societal norms? And how, we, how do we do that in a way that's unique and colorful and really over the top? And, I think, and it's a little bit brash and it's very punk in spirit. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, yeah, for sure. and it's very DIY and just unique. And again, like, and I have not seen Damaged Goods, the series, but I've watched the trailer. Yeah. And I was just like, well, yeah. this doesn't feel like anything I've seen before. <laughs> but it, at the same time, I, I, if somebody, if I watched it and I didn't know it was VAM, yeah. and someone was like, oh, this is a VAM, I'd be like, I'm not, yeah, that That's makes true. sense. It makes yeah. sense perfectly, yeah. Yeah, and that means a lot. I think, you know, that trailer that premiered was kind of encompassing of the entire kind of nightlife, uh, creative and queer culture that supported us. So. Mm all of that vibrancy and kind of that punk aesthetic is in there because that's kind of the community that we live in. The entire series will be released in March in full after we kind of storm the film festival circuit. But That's exciting. Yeah, super stoked. So when you are putting something new together, like bring us into kind of the, you know, does this start as an idea in your head? Does it start as an idea in a filmmaker's head who comes to you? I know you have yeah. 
uh, you know, Fatima and and Sam yeah, from Brown Girls absolutely. who were, you know, very heavily involved in absolutely. this. But bring us into yeah. the origin of this project. Definitely, yeah. Well, I uh, co-wrote Damaged Goods with uh, my cousin, K.B. Woodson, um, who's a really amazing queer writer, and Zach Payne, uh, a filmmaker in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And I think that our mission was to create something that spoke to the community that we were living in and kind of the the triumphs and kind of, uh, you know, the problems that we face in our day-to-day, whether mm-hmm. that be in the workplace, whether that be, uh, you know, in the nightlife scene. We wanted to show that real authentic gritty take of artists just hustling in the city. And that's kind of our, that was our main focus. And I think throughout that process, we had the chance to work with Sam Bailey and mm-hmm. Fatima Askar to kind of help us craft this story in a way that was authentic to ourselves in our community. And that was just a really beautiful process throughout and kind of, I think, was symbiotic to who we are as a production company. Well, and I think there's always an audience for like a story of unique under the radar voices. I mean, we've yeah. seen that again and again, every generation yeah. where it's like there's a million examples of like, People just want to see something on screen that they both, A, can relate to, but B, doesn't feel like they've seen it a million times. And they feel like, oh my gosh, that's actually the scene that I'm in. I see myself reflected in that. And it's youth culture and it's weird and it's punk and it's it's uncomfortable and edgy. Yeah. 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 And I think that's kind of one thing that we kind of stay true to at VAM is like we only create what we know. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, we can't create You're not taking on, like, Hallmark projects, yeah, no, right? that would totally... People would, <laughs> I yeah, would pay to see yeah, that. That'd yeah, be amazing, that, but that's, yeah. That's the challenge. But, um, yeah, we, we only create what we know, and that was kind of the process throughout the entire Damaged Goods um, production. Now, how long is this series? It's a web series. Like, how many episodes? Yeah, so it's six episodes, okay. about 10 minutes each, some a little longer than that. Sure. So we're, we're kind of pushing the limit. Um, but it it's really in your face it's very fast paced the character development is so gnarly well I'm just Um, thinking like without having seen it but seeing the trailer it's like it ends with a character like puking on the camera (laughs) so when you're like it's very in your face I'm like (laughs) I believe that (laughs) yeah yeah, that's the Vam way. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly. Um, that's cool. And, you know, when you are doing a web series that, like, is 10-minute or so installments, six episodes, I think there might be people who think, okay, well, 10 minutes, that doesn't sound like that much work. How much work? And you're like, yeah. yeah. How yeah. much work is that? It's a lot of work. I mean, I mean, pre-production itself took about a year. Sure. Uh, just to get the concept and the visual aesthetic right and the language set with our DP, Hannah Welliver. Um, and from there, it goes into a really tough and strenuous uh, eight-day shoot, just 12, 14 hours straight. Sure. Just kind of cranking through it, uh, trying to get as much as we can. And so ultimately get about an hour, hour and a half. An hour, sure. hour and a half, which is kind of like the length of a feature, right? Right, it is, yeah. So it, it's us working as quickly as possible, but also making sure that we're, we're raising the bar and when it comes to quality for digital series. Now, what's the relationship between like being very deliberate with what gets on on camera and being like, hey, it has to be exactly this versus letting something happen organically, letting yeah, people kind of improvise absolutely. and just seeing where the scene goes? Yeah. yeah, that's a great question. I love that. Um, I think, well, as a director, the your your strength is kind of measured by those those on the whim moments, right? Those 
you know, those circumstances that you can't really control. And that's kind of inevitable. The happy accidents. Yeah, the happy yeah. accidents. And I think th- there are a lot of happy <laughs> accidents when it comes to an indie film project. Sure. Um, so I think, you know, I created a very specific visual deck with references of like lighting and my favorite movies and filmmakers and uh, wardrobe. Shout out to Tiger Lily, who's our, our wardrobe uh, stylist for this. So there was a very clear plan, but there were a lot of happy accidents that just made it feel so much more natural. Yeah. Now, you know, one thing I think is interesting about you and VAM is that you, you continue to be based in Chicago. You continue yeah. to work with a, a large number of Chicago-based talents. Yeah. What has kept you here? I mean, I would imagine at one point it was just like easy to start here because this is where you are. But Absolutely. but at this point, when you know the Vam name is known, you've you've yeah. got some productions under your belt. You've yeah. worked with some of the big names yeah. like Apple and Red Bull. Yeah. What keeps you in Chicago versus being like, all right, well, I'm heading to New York, I'm heading to LA, I'm heading to Austin. For sure. I mean, Chicago in its essence is just who we are. That's kind of in, our entire mission statement is based off of that sense of community that we found in Chicago. Um, we now have, you know, small teams in LA and New York, and we have a couple of directors out in London right now. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, but you know, I think it's really cool because the center, the heartbeat of all of that operation is Chicago. Mm-hmm. And that just goes to show that Midwest mentality is something that really can't be compared to by any other city. You know, man, I mean, I, I'm 100% with you. It's like I, I've kept this podcast here in Chicago for a long time, and I'm, yeah. like, literally traveling traveling to Detroit in a few days because um, I, I have family in Detroit, so I've been visiting Detroit my whole life. Absolutely. And over the last few years, every time I'm up there, I see, like, oh, my gosh, there's a yeah. bunch of stuff happening. Yeah. And I'm <laughs> thinking, like, not, not of leaving Chicago, but I'm thinking, like, how can I connect to the creative energy that's so raw yeah. and, and pure and non-corporate up there where it's just, like, find a way to do something cool in that environment as well versus I've never personally been as interested in going to New York or LA. Great cities. Yeah, I agree. Tremendous cities. I totally agree. It's never once been in my head where I'm like, that's where I have to move. Yeah, yeah, no. And I think that's... Like that underground DIY. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, that's the mindset is, you know, I think for us, it's, it's more fulfilling when we can bring talents or companies that we want to work with to Chicago. Yeah. You know, the essence of all of our work is Chicago, you know, that's our style. So if you want that from us, you have to come come, to to us. I love Um, it, man. We're good. We're pushing that every opportunity that we can. And I think that's a really beautiful way to, you know, bring in money from outside of Chicago and generate Mm -hmm. that into the community, which is something we're really proud of. Now, and you don't have to get too specific with this, however sure. specific yeah. you want, but let's talk about funding for a minute because yeah. I think that's one of the challenges that Absolutely. a lot of creatives face yeah. no matter what they're trying to do. So how do you approach a project like funding? How much of it is like, well, on our end, we have this in the budget already, but we've got to go to this source for that. And, and how do you approach yeah. it when there's just not enough money for anyone to do anything really? Yeah, that's true. And it depends on the artist, you know? I mean, if it's you know the best-selling musician uh, in the country, then, you know, I think that they can afford or their record label if they're rapping. Sure. Drake's doing fine. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll take that money and we'll push it into the community. Mm -hmm. Um, But say if it's an indie artist who doesn't really have a budget, one thing that we do that we don't really talk about is we'll fund those productions for that artist. We'll take a small percentage out of, say, a major production from a huge corporation Mm -hmm. and then put that towards 
fun funding a uh, production for say an indie musician in Chicago. Well, and you guys work with so much up and coming talent, so much undiscovered talent, yeah. and so much homegrown talent. And and nothing against anybody who's already made it, but you're not only working with the names that are like the names. Right. How yeah. are you finding a lot of these emerging talents? Are they coming to you? Are Absolutely. you seeking them out? Like, yeah. how does somebody get involved with the VAM operation? Yeah, that's a great question, and we get that a lot. It's usually word of mouth. I think the beauty of VAM's success has been word of mouth. It's people telling their friends about this cool production company in the, in the city. And that's the same way that we hear about artists. It's, sure. You know, we, we're going through our social media accounts and seeing, you know, who are people interested in, who has something really cool and unique to say. It's majority word of mouth. And it's a lot of people coming to us now, which is really, really cool. God, like that's a good feeling when it's like, instead of you going door to door, it's like people are starting to show up yeah, and you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, just take some of the... And that's where we're it, at It now, clears up some of the time really for cool. you. Yeah, but I mean, like we've been grinding and then hustling to make a name that's really unique that people can really attach on to. So, you know, I think we've earned that time now where we can kind of... Not sit back, but kind of relax no, no, no. A bit. But yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like, see, see what you've the turned a corner. Like, yeah, and if they kind of connect with our mission and our team, and that you know they're pushing for diversity, just like we are in front of and behind the camera, uh, then we'll totally make it work, no matter what. We'll always find a way. I love that, man. That's such a great spirit. And so, you know, let's talk like, I guess, like bigger picture. Like when you finish a project, yeah. How much time are you taking to just be like, all right, I'm going on vacation for two weeks? Or <laughs> do you wake up the next day and your mind's like, well, what are we doing? Like, where's the next thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Sam and Fatih are actually mad at me right now because <laughs> I didn't take a vacation uh, last year, which I think is really important for creatives to just take a step back and breathe sure. a little bit. But for me, you know, I'm not just an artist. I'm also a business owner. So, you know, I, I have to sacrifice a lot of myself to make sure well, that... Well, and it's like, if you don't do something, it's not getting done. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know that. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's it's lovely to, you know, have that opportunity to take a break and breathe. But uh, I think there's so much work to be done and I'm totally okay with sacrificing that a bit to sure. make sure that it happens. Yeah. Something we just got done talking about with Patrick Welby from these days a couple minutes ago in this room is just like time management and, and you know, yeah. yourself as a director and as a business owner, you're managing a lot of elements, not only your own time and efforts, Absolutely, but a yeah. lot of other people. So how do you manage, I guess, <laughs> a, a large group of creatives yeah. and creatives yeah. are not always the most disciplined kind of, you know, they're not really built towards like showing up on time, For sober sure. at 9 a.m., yeah. yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. how are you managing that? And then also managing your own efforts in your own time. Yeah. I think one thing that I learned, and it's been a journey um, with me trying to figure out how I can lead properly a, a team. And I think one big tip that I can give is you have to trust the people that you bring onto your team and yeah. vet them. Vet them, vet them, vet them. Before we bring on anyone onto the team, we're looking at their reel for, you know, sometimes years before we bring them on. Sure. Just to make sure that they're actually doing the work in a professional manner. In addition to that, we're also, like, reaching out to people they've worked with to see, do are they committed? Are they on time? Um, et cetera. And those sorts of things go a long way and can save you a lot of headaches in the end. But I think taking your time to establish that team and then giving them the, the respect of just going out there and doing the job. Trusting that team is another big thing. 
you know, I was I was kind of like silently laughing as you said, like, are they showing up on time? Are they doing all these things? <laughs> yeah. Because it's like the the entrepreneurship class I teach at Columbia, uh-huh. especially when I have a morning class, a lot of people come in late. Yeah. And I tell them, and I'm like, look, I know it's easy to think this is just another Columbia college class. It's, yeah. just, it's just school. Yeah. And I'm like, this shit won't fly exactly. when you're on any no, professional job. Yeah. I'm like, you show up late once, they might be like, well, hey, don't let it happen again. You show up late twice, like, dude, fuck you. There's a million other people we can get. That's kind of... I totally agree with that. And I think that's so important. The only people that we've fired from VAM are people who are just not professional. And, you know, we're in the production industry. Time is money. So if you can't meet a deadline or if you're showing up late or hungover, you know, that's not going to work for us. Your talent's not so incredible that, like, we can't find somebody. Yeah, and it's... For sure, yeah. It is the truth, man. It's like, I think people hear the, the, you know, creative industries and they think, like, oh, my gosh. I can just do a bunch of blow. I can like and sleep that's in. Kind I can of like the mindset. Sure. I think when people who I think are enticed by Vam, it's they think it's you know just kind of like a kickbacks thing. But, but it's, it's a job. We, we do a lot of work and we work really really hard and have fun. But I think the work comes first. You don't produce a ninety minute six part <laughs> feature. Yeah. You know, one of many projects. Yeah. yeah. By not doing work. Yeah, for sure. That doesn't happen on accident. It's so true. Yeah. yeah. So when we when we look for people and we vet people, we we need to make sure that they have the stamina to keep up with that and remain professional and bring great, great, great energy onto a set in the workplace. You know what's wild is that like I you know, there are so many self-help seminars, there's so many I mean there are classes about this. Yeah. It's something we talk about in my class. There's so much the question of like, well, how do I make it? And it's like I think people want to hear that there's this magical whatever, or that you have to be the the biggest music nerd in the world or know everything there is to know about camera lenses. But honestly, really, no matter what you're doing, it just really comes down to like, just be like, be nice, be pleasant, be professional, show up on time, be easy to work with. Don't be afraid to help out with somebody else's job, even if it's not your job. And no one wants to hear that the answer to making things happen is hard work. They want to hear, well, well, what's the other part, (laughs) you know, where I just get a backstage pass for Lollapalooza, but don't have to do any work. Yeah, yeah. no, that's not not real, and it's not sustainable. I think, you know, for me to get where I am today, and I'm not even in my head, not even where I can be but you've accomplished a I've lot accomplished and you have a, a body of work short amount of time and i think that's because i've i've hustled really really hard and there have been a lot of nights where i didn't sleep and a lot of anxiety attacks and you know it's the anxiety attacks it's the constant emails it's, it's, it's always all having a lot of tabs open and leading yeah. a team of ex, you know dozens of people across the country um, and you know, I don't come from money. I didn't go to film school. Right, you're I, doing it the DIY I'm way. Doing it the DIY way, and I but, think that's the beauty of VAM and you know what I do. But it's always I see this so often. It's the people who don't have a lot of money behind them, but they have the work ethic. They have longevity, and yeah. it's yeah, and it's wild to me that no one talks about longevity anymore yeah, in any industry so because wow. we're so focused on the like immediate instant gratification of how many Instagram likes you get or whatever. And like, sure, that stuff is fun and it gives you the like that that feeling in your head and heart and it does help on certain levels but it's like no one I don't see anyone on Twitter being like here's how I plan on being here in five or ten years I never see anyone say that I'm like dude time is still gonna happen like what are you thinking I've thought about this many times and I think yeah that's a great point you have to give something other than you know just a social media handle in order to have a sustainable career for a long time. Social media can go away. Instagram, you know, at some point they're going to switch to that sideways thing, and there's a bunch <laughs> yeah, of influencers yeah, are going to be like, so oh, 
fuck? You know, this, there was a <laughs> bunch of people who were famous on MySpace and Vine. And like, yeah. what is yeah, that? You know, yeah, where is that? Exactly. And I think, you know, it's very important for people to take time to really own and, and figure out their craft mm-hmm. work on that. Not just be good um, at a platform. Not just be good at a picture. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I agree, man. And it, it is like, I think that what you're doing, what VAM is doing, what your collaborators are doing and the content you guys are producing, it's very clear that you are not looking to just be like the biggest sensation today in this yeah. hour right now. You're looking at like, how can I build a body of work that will allow me, Absolutely. honestly, the, in my mind, the greatest goal is just to keep getting to do it. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's brilliant. And I mean, just on, you know, the an internal side of VAM, uh, we plan our production schedule six months in advance. We were just talking know? about this with Patrick. It, that he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm working on August right now. You yeah, know, and it's the yeah. first week of January. I think that's yeah, that's a good that's a good sign. I think you have to be ahead of the time, but you also have to you know keep that pace going um, while also thinking of your long term goals. Right. I think everything that we do in short term should result in something that can lead to our long term goal. And that's something that we always talk about in our meetings. We're always brainstorming. We're always throwing out new ideas. We're always trying to push the limits. Um, we had a really beautiful meeting yesterday, the first meeting of the, the year. And, you know, it was so inspiring just to be around this really amazing group of creatives who are just killing it. Right. And trying to push things forward for, you know, marginalized communities, for people who need access of great entertainment and video content. Oh, and this is the time to do it. It's like we have all these great platforms like Twitter and Instagram and YouTube, et cetera. Yeah. And who knows what those platforms will look like in three years or yeah, if they'll it's be so ruined. True. Yeah. So it's like, or if it's going to be like, you know, $9.99 a month to upload to YouTube or, or what have you. And, and these might sound like crazy ideas, but it's like no. this stuff happens. Yeah, you know, it's happening. Yeah. So it's like, while we have the internet, and it's not even as free of an internet as it was maybe five years ago. Yeah, it's so but While true. we still have it yeah. relatively in this shape, we should make some shit. You should make it and you should push the limits as much right. as you can as quickly as possible. I think, you know, and that's important just under the government administration we're under now. I think it's it's so incredibly crucial that people create content that speaks to the times, Mm -hmm. Um, not just flashy content. That's cool. But I think if you can put a meaning behind it and connect to a community that needs it, that's going to result in some real serious impact. Well, and if you're saying something that matters to people in the moment too, it's like I, I grew up in the nineties, I came of age in the nineties and I like, you know, I remember being a, uh, grade schooler, but being aware of stuff like Harmony Korean's kids, yeah. Kevin Smith's clerks, you know, yeah, things like that, yeah, that like absolutely. still to this day, and it's not like anybody watches kids or clerks and is like, this is the best looking film in the world, but it said something that really resonated. And absolutely. I feel like bam, in my mind, I feel like you guys really, uh, I just think you connect to that kind of energy. Yeah. You know? I appreciate that. Yeah. And it, it, that's a testament to the entire team and yeah. you know, them bringing those cool perspectives so what else is ahead for you and for VAM in 2019? Because we've got Damaged Goods coming uh, March. Yeah, March, March. Yeah, we're premiering at a f- festival, and then we're premiering to the world, releasing that in full, doing a couple of screenings in a couple of different cities. That's exciting. All on the same day, which is super cool. Um, we're releasing a short, I Miss Jamie, directed by Ashley Thompson, a VAM member. 
Um, we have a couple of VAM members uh, producing their first narratives, so that's really cool to see. That is dope. Um, in addition to working and you know re-energizing relationships with Jamila Woods and Shea Coulee and uh, all know, talents who are doing amazing things with Red Bull again, who's been so supportive and really kind of like angels to us. So. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I know that none of those talents and none of those connections are things you take for granted. No, definitely yeah. not. Again, I don't come from you know this industry I, so all of those relationships have been so incredibly valuable to my success and the entire success of the team now i don't want to keep you too much longer i know it's already like almost 10 p.m on a sunday night man and i always appreciate you taking the time but like when i'm looking you know and i i fall so much more on the audio side of things but when i look at like what's happening in the film yeah and in tv industry in chicago i live in pilsen yeah. the street is shut down all the time for a different like chicago fire <laughs> this and that yeah and then you have like chicago towns like i was like uh austin vesley had slice released uh not long ago a couple months ago through a24 uh so how do you feel about the state of like the visual industry in chicago right now yeah i think that you know it's it's a really exciting place to be and I think people from Hollywood are looking at Chicagoans and seeing, you know, what we're doing. And right. it's a really great position to be in. We can always push it forward. I think my my purpose is to lead by example. And one thing that VAM is doing that I don't see enough from the film production industry in Chicago is uh, we're an inclusive set. We, right. we, I know that's like one of the, one of the, I think the key values for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. I think, you know, putting women and POC and QPOC people to the mm-hmm. forefront of film and giving them opportunities and getting high school kids on set to shadow and get that firsthand experience is something that production companies aren't doing in the city. Um, and you know, we're not going to wait for them to do it. We're just going to do it because it's who we are as people. You never get anywhere by waiting around. Absolutely. But yeah. sometimes I dream about what can happen if those huge Chicago fire sets kind of were a bit more inclusive and gave those high school kids opportunities to kind of, you know, shadow and learn. Man, I will say this. It's like when I was in high school in the late 90s, so a long time ago, but it's like I was lucky enough to get two big radio internships and an internship at The yeah. Onion and an internship at the Metro before I graduated high school. And that is so badass. unheard of. It's like, badass. And, and now that I'm older and I look at that, I'm like, how the fuck did I pull yeah, that off? But yeah, yeah. but I will say this, and I don't think maybe every 15-year-old is cut out for an internship. I don't know. But yeah. it's like, I think that senior year of high school, more kids should start getting their foot in the door with maybe maybe not like a six-month thing, but like right. maybe a three-week thing Absolutely. just so they have a sense before yeah, they go to yeah. college. Yeah. 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 And like, you know, not every production... We can can we incorporate you know high school students? Right. Usually we only incorporate them when we can pay them. So not that's only are amazing. they getting experience, but we're paying them the rate that they would get um, if they. God, were, that's unreal. Know, that's better than most people in twenties are yeah, doing. Yeah. yeah, everyone on VAM gets paid, which is tough, but we do it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. and that's I think, amazing. You know, I think that's that's an important thing. Is you know. I sometimes I think about, for instance, I was talking to my production assistant, Zoe, who's like in her early 20s and her resume just from working with Vam in the past year is something that's comparable to someone in their late 20s, which I think is so cool. And I want to do that more for younger kids. Yeah. Um, And it's so easy. It doesn't take a lot. No, and it's so interesting because it's like so many of these things parallel what I was just talking with Patrick about, and he was talking about like learning a lot from younger contributors and, and the yeah, whole thing, and I absolutely. have found that too it's on so the podcast. Smart, yeah. But it's like, 
and not just younger, like older. I mean, there's just so many people. Basically, if you get out of your comfort zone, there's yeah. so many people you can learn from if Absolutely. you're willing to listen. Yeah, I, yeah. Ag- I agree. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great point. Listen. Yeah, yeah. I love it, man. Um, so Damaged Goods hits in March. If somebody wants to get in touch with you, if someone wants to work with you, what's the best way for them to reach out? And what's the best way for them to position that pitch where you know, <laughs> like, hey, this person means business? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, um, yeah, VAM Studio official across... Uh, social platforms, uh, VAM underscore studio on Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, Damaged Goods series across all platforms. You've already um, got the Twitter for it. Yeah. yeah. Twitter, everything's up. I'm the amazed is- that name is not like some My Chemical Romance fan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess yeah, that's no. pretty old at this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was yeah. surprised that, that name was still available. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's definitely available. We snatched it up. Um, and I think, you know, one thing that we want to see when you email us at work at vamstudio.net is just that sense of enthusiasm and yeah. you know i think that shows throughout any sort of communication so um i think we want to see that you have knowledge of us i think one thing that people don't really realize is if you're applying for a job you should research and know about that job it's so wild these are all the do. things i say i tell my students in my class i'm like don't just send the same goddamn no, form to 40 we, people. We know. Be like, you know, I saw the campaign work you guys did at this. I saw this visual project. I saw that you guys just released this. Yeah. I was really inspired by that. Yeah, start with that. I start with that. Start, right. Start yeah. with the facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I was guilty at that too when sure. I was younger. Common right? mistake. Yeah. It's a common mistake. But I think, you know, if you really want to connect with a company that you admire, you know, reference some things that moved you and inspired you and, you know, inspired you and motivated you to be a better person or something. I don't know. But yeah. Um, yeah. Just connect when you do reach out. And it's all about that connection. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I love it, man. Um, it's always great having you on the podcast. Not the first time we've had you on the show, and I know it's not going to be the last. Yeah. I can't wait to see the full damaged goods uh, when it drops in a few months. And, Absolutely. man, keep working hard and keep doing the thing you're doing because I know sometimes when you're working hard, sometimes when you're managing people but you yeah. are in charge by yourself, it can be a little isolating and it can feel like, does anybody appreciate this? So I see the work you're doing. I know a lot of people see the work you're doing, so keep I it up, man. I appreciate that. That means a lot. And thank, thank you to you and you know the entire <laughs> Chicago community for supporting us and yeah you guys motivate us to keep going it's not easy but you know you're doing something that's worth it though yeah that means a lot thank you that's awesome man uh vince martell with vam uh the series is damaged goods it comes out later this spring thanks so much thanks thank you guys you've been listening to a production of dynasty podcasts find more dynasty podcasts at dynastypodcast.com for the dynamic dynasty dynasty descend